Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. And and interestingly, Sean, when I saw the room title, I don't generally see the room title until the morning of, um, but I already have like 
questioned before the Lord, like, what are we going to share about? What What's on my heart? What's on your heart to be able to share with the room? And um, I'm actually having the opportunity to speak at a small business uh, conference happening in Charlotte today. I'm in Joy's neck of the woods. For those of you who know Joy Farley, I get to have breakfast with her tomorrow, and I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but we, I'm here, and in, in the topic that I'm sharing on is something that I've never shared on before in the context of business. And I know we're, we're in a room of movers and shakers, and so I think that it's going to be something um, just really aligned to what it is that we're talking about associated to influence. And it's specifically speaking into women amongst women who are wives and mothers and entrepreneurs. And so I want the share today to not just apply to women, but to apply to men and understanding that a lot of times we get into locations and situations and we go to conferences and we have that tendency to wear the one hat, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're wearing the hat of I am a business owner, right? And that's a, a proud thing for us to own. And it was amazing at Grow for God last year that I saw so many in this one word that's been coming in front of me over and over. And I believe that this is the one word that allows us to be men against amongst men and women against women. And that is embodiment. It's the understanding that if we embody the entire being, the whole person, and understand that our influence, which actually the root word of influence is to flow, it's to be in flow. And so while we're thinking of influencers that have been, um, have a lot of followers or influencers who have a really uh, loud voice, right? Or influencers who are able to tack onto media very well. Influence is actually more about the embodiment of that person's character than it is associated to how many followers they have, because we know um, that that can falter and that can fall. And it happens in every genre, um, both from a perspective of being a wife or a husband to being a mother or a father and not living up to that um, entirety of embodiment or as an entrepreneur and our, you know, our business is failing for one reason or another. And so I'm actually going to tack up and thank you, Dora Maria, for tacking that. I'm going to tack, tack another link up top um, because I'm in the middle of um, preparing an anthology. And an anthology, for those that don't know, it's a collection of authors that come together to share a story and a concept that is associated to the title, right? And everybody can kind of stand behind that and has their own lens. And it really helps to develop the concept. And I believe one of the things that is not often associated to entrepreneurship is joy. And joy is not also something that when we talk about a leader or an influencer, it's not often the word of embodiment that we're using, but it's something that has become a huge part of my identity and something that I see more and more that when someone is standing in the entire influence that they have, right, we're called to be peculiar people. And I think it's pretty peculiar, especially in today's era, especially with all the chaos that's happening around us, especially with the turmoil of things that are happening with the physical eye, that we can have a state of joy and a sensation of peace in the midst of all of that. That makes you peculiar. That makes you a man against men, amongst men, and a woman again, and amongst, that's really hard for me to say, a man amongst men and a woman amongst women is to be peculiar, to be embodying joy and peace in the midst of those roles that we play. And so I want to share with you um, 
this story. And it's, it's a part of the story that's going to be in the anthology for myself, but it's also the foundation that I believe every man and woman have journeyed through in some sense of the conversation. And I want you to reflect right on what, what makes you stand out. And if you don't know the answer to that, if you feel like you're just a miss the sheep, right. And you're not a one sheep. And I don't say that in a prodigal sense. I say that in a, in a leading sense. Are you a leader in that pack? Are you a comforter in that pack? Are you a supporter in that pack, right? We all play different roles and your unique quality might not be joy. Your unique quality might be something else, but are you infusing that into every sense of your identity and not just the one thing? Because for me, a huge part of my story was that I was putting all of my energy into one hat. And that was being an entrepreneur. I was really good at being in business. I was really good at starting businesses. I was really good at playing the role of team leader and visionary and curating something and not just in a local sense and not just a small business, but global brands. Uh, and it was something because I was good at, I got the most attention towards and I received the most accolades and it felt like the area of my life that had the most hope and most stride. And this was in my 20s. And so stick with me as I share kind of the backstory of this moment where I had to actually answer a question for the first time that I think is a question we need to ask more often to ourselves to make sure that we're in alignment and embodying the entirety of who we are. So it's a spring day and I'm sitting at my scratch and dent table in my backyard, my front furniture said, and there's a, a rickety playground in the back. So I'm going to paint the picture for you. And it was one of those spring days where spring hadn't actually set in, but you get one of those really hot. It was a Virginia. So our, our temperature climbs and falls so quickly from one day to a next, it could be snowing and it could be 80. It was one of those 80 degree days. And I was in a season of exhaustion, to be honest, and embodiment wasn't a word and alignment wasn't a word and influence honestly wasn't even a word. I was in that striving. I just gotten off that rat wheel and I'm sitting there and my husband is, is kicking his feet up. He's leaning back in the chair, you know, against all the teachers that ever told him, don't do that. Or the moms that said, stop leaning back. You're going to fall. He's a grown man, bare feet on the table. And he's just like enjoying the sun, just cool as a cucumber. And I'm here spinning my wheels in my brain. It was one of those moments where the kids were napping, both who were an infant and a toddler at the time. And I needed this time with my husband, but I didn't really want it, to be honest. I would have much rather gone to take a nap and gone to just uh, lay in exhaustion, even, even if I wasn't able to sleep, to just be alone. I don't know if I'm finding anybody today in that season where isolation feels much easier than being a woman amongst women or being a man amongst men, that you'd rather be the one to blend into the crowd. You don't want people to really notice you in the season that you're in because it's a hard one. Well, this is where I was and he's sitting there and I call my husband Gary Hot Hubby, even in our darkest seasons, that's what he was in my phone. And so here is my cool as a cucumber, Gary Hot Hubby, just like the world is actually on his shoulders in this season. And yet he still was being a man amongst men, pursuing me as a wife in this dark season. And he asked me a question, and this is the question that I want you to ask, and I want you to notice the inflection of my voice on this specific word. A lot of people will um, put emphasis on the another word. 
and the other word is you, right? They're talking about you, but the question and the inflection point is are. So what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And at that moment, I was a deer in headlights. My mind went completely blank. I was no longer thinking about being tired. I was actually wanting to formulate something worthy, something worthy of saying, and my heart was literally racing out of my chest and my palms started to sweat. Hi, I'm Tamara. I'm a passionless, jobless mama of two toddlers who's just completely exhausted. I'm a wife, but I haven't proven to be so through actions and I'm married to a barefooted cucumber. <laughs> and at that point, the last decade was literally flashing through my mind. And really it was the last two decades. I was 29 at the time and everything that I had quote unquote accomplished didn't mean a thing. None of those high school trophies or medallions mattered. None of the certificates mattered. None of the even college degrees mattered. None of the businesses that I had cultivated mattered because I didn't have any of that money. None of the signed contracts were important anymore because I didn't have any of those relationships with partners. I was void of what I knew as identity in that season. And I'm curious, are you void of identity? And when you look to this title of becoming, do you feel a sense of sweaty palms or a heart beating so fast because you don't know what you are passionate about? I didn't have anything to say. And how could I not have anything to say? I felt shame and guilt enter in at that moment because I had spent our life savings. I had spent every dollar that was coming in to go out to build a dream and I had nothing to show for it. And yet I had two tiny humans in the other room and I couldn't even own that identity. I couldn't even embody with proudness that I was a good mom because I didn't really feel like it. I couldn't embody the identity of being a good wife because I didn't act like it. And even when I stood in the mirror, I was separate from, I felt like all worldly titles and therefore who am I? I was so disconnected. I was hopeless. I was exhausted. Why couldn't I be a cool cucumber? I was thinking. And the only answer that I could come up with after excavating my past decades of positions and placements was that I was passionate about people. I love people. I love seeing people smile. I love being able to evoke a smile from someone else. I love being able to pull not just a smile of that contentment or momentary happiness, but to ex it literally extract deep rooted joy. I was actually really good at that. And I was certain of it. And so fast forward six years and you find me today and I'm going to reintroduce myself. I am Tamara Andrus. And yes, I have a last name and I'm proud of it. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm a two-time best-selling author. I am a top 0.5% global podcaster in both spirituality and business. I'm a coach. I'm an international retreat host. I'm a conference host. I'm a closer to speaking engagements. I'm the founder of Fit and Faith Media Company. I'm a business and broadcasting company specialist, and I have a dream team that I support daily that help make all of these things happen. I am still a mama of two and I am not tired. 
I am a wife to a cool cucumber and I've got a little swagger in my own sense of the being of being my own cool cucumber. I'm not broke and I am filled with endless vision, not only for myself, but for the partners, the clients, the team, the family, the friends, the people who are connected to me, my community. I am a woman amongst women. And I don't tell you that to toot my own horn. I don't want you to be like, wow, that's incredible. I want you to be asking the question of how. I want to be on a blow horn that will provide hope and wake you up if you're the person who's in the other former sense of Tamara's identity. To give you the understanding and the recognition that you can do it too. That you can be a man amongst men. You can be wearing all of those titles proudly. You don't have to let one go in order to be fully and wholly who you are intended to be. And you can do it by letting go of shame, by letting go of that moment of guilt. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. By letting go of the overwhelm and the worry and the exhaustion and stepping into the next minute and the next minute and the next minute, exploring the answer to the question, what are you passionate about? Small business is one of my bread and butters, like obviously from my backstory and also to what I get to do now and helping people build businesses and share their stories from stages and podcasts and all these different things and write books. It's the sauce to my wings. It's the, it's the dressing to my salad, even though my cool cucumber husband chooses not to have salad dressing. We can talk about our diets later. <laughs> it's the coffee uh, to my creamer, right? Like I, it's the basis of everything. And yet being a wife and a mom are critical elements to my life. And I presume since you're in this room, you have people that are connected to you that you love too. And there's a role that you're playing in that life that you might not have ever put your finger on in that herd, in that group, in that office setting, in that family. What do people rely on you for? What sparks passion within you when you get asked to do that thing? You're no different than me. You're, you're, you're standing out in your own right because you are peculiar. You're uniquely designed, you're uniquely created. And so I'm here to talk to you about five ways that you can embody your new identity, how you can step in and be the shining light, how you can be a city on a hill, how you can be the person that people look to for influence, not for influence in the sense of followers, but the influence that Dr. Sean was talking about, the influence that creates flow in other people's lives. When they come and sit beneath the branches of your tree, they feel rest, they feel life, they feel like a cool cucumber because of the thing that you're giving them. And so when I look to culture and I look to what's going on, and even in that season where I felt that shame and guilt associated to my lack, right? It was, it was just, I wasn't capable in that time, but I surely was because I did take the next step, but I felt inundated. And when I look to culture, even now, there's this hustle hard. There's this grind over grace rather than grace over grind. 
when I look to women specifically, there's this mommy needs a marg towards motherhood mentality. There's this hot mess express, like I have to have yoga pants and a mom bun in order to be a mom. That's not true. And I, had, I believe the same things about wives. I don't know if there's shirts, but there's the wifey life or the happy wife, happy life concept. And what about our husbands? What about them? Are we actually honoring our husbands or vice versa? Are you actually honoring your wife? Are you willing to submit or surrender the thing that you are passionate about so that they can thrive for a season? My husband did that for me. And I want people not to prioritize one thing over another, but to embody every realm. And you don't have to do that in striving. You get to do that in being. And you, my friend, were made for more. You don't have to glamorize or over glamorize being tired or being overwhelmed or being busy because that is the way that the world is showing up right now. How's life? It's busy with a smile on your face. That doesn't make sense. Why are you happy about that? I've lived that life and being busy kept me distracted from what really mattered. So I'm not saying this to cast judgment and I'm surely not saying it to cast shame. I'm saying it because I can raise my hand. I understand where you're at. This embodiment factor, this alignment factor moves you away from living a horizontal life of pulling from people all the time or needing people. Or even if you're in a state of servant leadership and feeling like I'm giving everything I've got to everyone around me and I am left empty. I see you too. I see you too. And people are recognizing you in that giving and they're grateful for it, but you're going home and you're crying in the shower. You're going home and you're exhausted and you're so busy that you don't even have time to go to the gym or have a cup of coffee by yourself in journal or read a new book or go on an adventure or write a book. <laughs> you don't have time because you're so busy. But I believe embodying and being a man amongst men or a woman amongst women is actually standing out subculture, anti-culture to the rat wheel, anti-culture to the American dream. And I say that with love towards my country, but the understanding that I don't think we have it all figured out. You can serve and also self-serve through the God lens of God pouring into you to fill you back up so that you can go out and do what you're made to do. I remember in the season where I was dark and isolated, and I see it even now that the way that people are escaping, being a mom, being a wife, being busy, is they're using shopping retail therapy. They're saying, go, just stroll through Target for a while. That'll make you feel better. No, no, it doesn't make you feel better. Go hang out with your friends. And I love friends and I think community is so critical, but maybe you just need to hang out with yourself. Maybe you need to fall in love with what you are passionate about and spend time designing something, building something with your own hands, with your own ideas, with your own heartbeat. So one day you can have your feet propped up barefoot on a sunny day, cool as a cucumber. And you can infuse that knowing, that sense of knowing, that deep embodiment, that sense of alignment with someone else. So I said I was going to share five ways for you to flip the script 
on the wife life or the mom life or the entrepreneurial life or the hubby life, like in truly embodied being all things. The first is that concept of alignment, the vertical alignment, the shoulders back, confident, proud version of yourself, not needing a label, not needing a name tag, but simply walking in a room with that sense of authority, wearing a ring proudly, having the screensaver on your phone of your family proudly, developing generational wealth in the sense of the fruits of the spirit, knowing that labels are a lie. And even when you do get another accolade, it's not a sense of your identity. It's just a fun accomplishment to be able to share your gift, your embodiment with the world. I think that mom guilt is a generational projection. And we as women in the workforce, we feel guilty. That's where mom guilt comes from because we're not doing the mother thing well. Vertical alignment tells you otherwise. Vertical alignment allows you to live as the David who was the shepherd boy that then stands up as the warrior against Goliath and later becomes a king. Now, David made his own mistakes, if you know anything biblically, but there's also this association to grace and forgiveness and vertical alignment allows you to stand in that space. So I honor wherever you are in the storyline that I'm sharing with you today, but know that you are called higher. You are called to be peculiar. You're called into greater influence for generational ties to be broken and new generational legacy to be formed. The second way is to dream together, right? Ask people for their ideas, impart wisdom, train up others. This is something that I found specifically as a mom, right? You feel that sense of guilt or you feel like you work and they go to school. And there's these separate identities occurring. There's these separate worlds, lives being led. And at the end of the day, when you come together and you ask about how your day was, you don't really even fully know what happened at school or what they're learning because they generally shrug their shoulders and say, it was good, right? But what if you could dream and do something and build something together? What if your role as an entrepreneur is exactly what's going to break that generational tie to financial mindset that is less than? What if? You could develop youthpreneurs right now. What if you could walk them through what you're learning? What if the last six years of your life, and I say six because that's kind of my story right now, what if the last decade of your life of learning about embodiment, learning about what you are passionate about, what if you're asking our children now and we're actually developing that sense of confidence from number one, that vertical alignment now? Why do they have to wait to go to college to spend a lot of money and not even really know then what they're passionate about. Have eye contact, get connected to your spouse, dream together with them. If everything we do is in, is in synchronicity, think of the rhythm of your day. Think of the intentionality of your day rather than the busyness of your day. Busy is two people passing in the night. That's what we hear a lot about parents with kids who don't drive yet, who you have multiple sports and all these different things. Two ships sailing past one another in the night. I don't know about you, but I don't want Gary Hot Hubby to just pass by me. I want him to stop. I want there to be a passionate exchange. I want to know when I look at him that there is a conversation happening, even if we're not speaking. 
I want deep connection. And we do that by dreaming together, by coming up with ideas together, by working through problems in my business or in motherhood or in our financial life or in the lives of others that we are imparting life and wisdom to. We do it together. Number three is a creator space made for you where the light is on. And I say the light is on because I have changed my playroom. Yes, the playroom. The kids no longer have a playroom. They'll live. They've got a playroom downstairs in the garage that is a jungle gym. It's so much fun. But I turned it into a creator space. It's a space where I podcast. It's a space where my team can come and we can write up on the whiteboard. And when I walk into that room, it's creative in my essence. It's got the sparkle and the rainbow and it's got the words of affirmation and it's got my library and it's got my computers and my mic and the things that I know are a part of my mission, the mic being one of them. And in that space, I have boundaries set. I don't let things bleed into other parts. If I'm creating a good rhythm, if I'm creating a musical piece in essence, a a symphony over my life, yes, there are times when the sounds might collide, but then there is separateness. And that's the importance of our identity, knowing that while we play different roles, things might collide. My kids might be in that creative space with me, but they also know when the light is on, when the podcast light is on, that's mama's time to infuse into the conversation or into the world. And when I come out, I'm going to share with them. But do you have a creative space that your kids or your husband can see you in, physically see you in, that they can see how much life, the thing that you are passionate about, about brings you? Do they hear you laughing? Are you evoking joy when you talk about that thing, that work environment, that space that you go a majority of your day? Are you sharing that? And instead of them missing you when you go out of town to speak at a conference, what if they were cheering you on? What if they knew how much joy it brought you? What if it didn't have to be a separateness, but it was actually still a togetherness because of that connectivity? because there's vertical alignment, because you dream together, because you are not only creating your own creator space, you've created a space for them too. Number four, and I've got three minutes, I'm running through this, is to dress how you want to feel. If you're a woman amongst women, stand out. If you're a man amongst men, stand out. I don't think Justin Conacow is in the room right now, but he is, man, he is so dapper. He dresses how he wants to feel, and he doesn't care what anyone else in the industry is wearing. When I get on stage, head to toe and sparkle, I don't care if the rest of the room is in jeans or, or in mom buns and sweatpants. I want to feel alive. What does that look like to you? Are you embodying from the inside out that emotion? If I want to evoke joy in people and I'm wearing dingy, dirty, holy clothes, and I mean holy like literal holes, not holy as in heavenly clothes. I'm not evoking joy, right? So think about that. Think about your brand when you get dressed. Think about your being. Think about your identity. There's massive transformation when you get dressed to how you want to feel, regardless of the occasion, because you are actually creating an electric environment, an energy before someone even invites themselves into conversation with you. Renee Noor in that red dress, do you see what I'm saying? And the last one is to nurture. Nurturing doesn't stop in the home. 
I think about motherhood. I think about being a wife. I think about our role as women in our nurturing sense. We're really good at it. It's something we were gifted. It's something in our femininity God has given us. But can we take that nurturing into our business? Can we take that nurturing into our clients? This is where the business concept of the funnel, the hourglass funnel, the nurturing of the people you're connected with in a business sense is so necessary. When I started knowing what we were going to be talking about today, and I started with the sound at the beginning, and I don't have time to play the clip. So if Dr. Sean wants to cue it up, that'd be awesome. But I thought about the song, The Man in the Mirror. It starts with you, friends. It starts with you knowing what are you passionate about. And if you wanted to change that inflection to what are you passionate about, they're most both important. But you need to know the R. You need to know the what. You need to know that. And you need to know how you divinely and uniquely create it. Through God, by God, with God, all things are possible. You can go from being that tired, impossible woman to a woman of possibility and overflow. Or a man. Whomever I'm talking to today, I hope that you have a blessed one. Love you guys. Thank you so much for the space. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.